What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today is a heavy news day, very busy news cycle for Christian media. And we're not even going to get to how the secular media is kind of covering for a mass shooter. But we are going to talk about some Christian stories today. We're going to talk about first, uh, the Carl Lentz comeback. And then secondly, the Paige Patterson vindication. That's been like five years coming, it seems. Uh, Paige Patterson scored a major victory in federal court with a summary judgment that dismissed the most severe claims made against him. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive down into that uh, lawsuit. And we're also going to cover Carl Lentz's comeback. And, you know, it's a match made in hell where he is going to be working. So... We're going to talk about that, but first, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry, so the least you can do to support us is like this video, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. Uh, Evangelical Dark Web, like I said, Christian news gathering commentary ministry. Not every uh, article topic makes it to a video or podcast. There's more articles than anything I record so you definitely want to sign up for the free newsletter to get Christian news bypassing your uh, big tech sensors in your inbox every morning. Otherwise, uh, Patreon-like system is where you can go to support us. And you get even more benefits and content. So, all the more reason to do that. Uh, so first, let's talk about Carl Lentz. This is a very short story because there's not a whole lot of details that we know about. Uh, Carl Lentz, if you is a false teacher, by the way, cause you know, you know, Hillsong and there's a lot of things wrong with his theology. Uh, he would eventually get fired from Hillsong before it was cool, uh, for his adultery scandal. He has like, you know, a beautiful wife and then he cheated on her with a not so hot Instagram model. And that's that's Carl Lentz, your quintessential skinny jeans wearing pastor. But he's going to be working for Mike Todd in at Transformation Church. Now, what's not clear is whether uh, he's going to be a pastor there or is just going to be on their executive team. That part's not clear, but it does appear that he's relocated to Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, from New York City. So that's a bit of a change. And he's going to be in a very predominantly black church, not a very white church. Uh, it's a black lady church. That's where he's going to be going. So that's going to be a little bit of a culture shock for Carl Lentz. Uh, religious new, religion news service broke this story. They apparently got the exclusive. And if you're not familiar with Mike Todd in Transformation Church, Mike Todd is probably the biggest... Uh, name and false teaching right now if you were to do a power rankings he would be top two in my opinion he's got stacks walter white money he's got a movie coming out he's got a very you know nearly two million subs on youtube this guy's a huge deal and 
He doesn't have good theology. He's a false teacher. He's woke. He has new apostolic reformation influences. And he doesn't know what the Trinity is. He doesn't understand the Trinity. So he's got Carl Lentz coming on for his comeback. Uh, This is a match made in hell. Carl Lentz is the quintessential skinny jean wearing pastor and all the stereotypes and all that the stereotype entails. He will fit in perfectly with the performative Mike Todd and the cross-dressing Carl's Metcalf. So that is that story. So, and that's the last video I did on uh, Transformation Church was on Charles Metcalf, uh, Metcalf being a cross-dresser and wearing women's clothes while preaching. Uh, the next one I want to do is actually on Mike Todd and homosexuality and transgenderism. His views on that are less than orthodox, and we're going to cover that in more depth, And but I guess it's getting pushed back. So let's get on to the uh, bigger story, the story I'm more interested in talking about. I think you're probably more interested in the Carl Lentz story, but that's just you know quick. This is the story I'm more interested in, and it's the Paige Patterson vindication. Uh, Paige Patterson, the once heroic figure of the conservative resurgence of the Southern Baptist Convention, you know, that's like the 1980s, by the way, was made a pariah in the convention he helped saved in part over allegations that he mishandled a rape case at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and in part over not counseling in favor of divorce, you know, because the Bible is, you know, only really... It doesn't ever prescribe divorce, but it allows divorce in the case of adultery. And that's not the it's not what was being discussed when Paige Patterson, you know, didn't counsel in favor of divorce. So not sure why he was, you know, ran out of town over that. Uh, he, He was squarely in line with scripture, in my opinion. And, you know, if we go by the words of Christ, he was squarely in line with scripture uh since 2019 this is uh the former the mishandling what has been disputed in a lawsuit in federal court we're going to read direct quotes from both or from the uh summary judgment uh which is linked in this article at evangelicaldarkweb.org so Paige patterson has been very quiet he's kept his cards close to his chest he hasn't really said much and but he scored a major victory in his lawsuit. Complaints of negligence and gross negligence were dismissed with prejudice, meaning they cannot be refiled. This is a partial victory in the lawsuit. Un, this partial victory in the lawsuit undermines plaintiffs, who's referred to as Jane Roe in this case, by removing the most serious legal matters from the suit. You know, negligence. It's the most serious legal matter. Uh, Additionally, it seems unlikely reading the ruling that the case against Patterson will otherwise prevail. So uh, let's read the facts of the case. I'm just, I'm, you know, using the, uh, this is my uh, abbreviated version, but obviously we have direct quotes here. These are undisputed facts. Like both sides agree on these facts. We're going to get to the disputed facts later. In 2013, SWBTS admitted a student, John Doe, who had a criminal record. He would ser- He would also serve on the staff as a plumber part-time from August 2013 to May 2014 and resumed his employment in January 2015. At the time, a background check was performed and his past crimes were uncovered. 
Now, this lawsuit alleges that he had a violent criminal record. This is not true. Uh, he had like a DUI and some drug-related offenses, not violent assault or sexual crimes of any sort. In fall 2014, Jane Rowe was admitted to SWBTS. She, too, became a student employee. Uh, Rowe alleges that she was first assaulted by Doe on October 2014 and that he was continually, verbally, and physically violent towards her for two weeks following the alleged initial assault. Rowe further asserts that Doe grew tired or sick of her and left her alone for months in April 2015. However, Roe asserts that Doe again assaulted her twice, one at her residence and a second time in a woman's restroom while wearing his plumber's uniform. However, this wouldn't be reported to Patterson until 20, August 2015, so four months after the assault. Alleged assault, we should be clear, these are all alleged. Nothing that Jane Roe alleges against John Doe was found uh, to be you know, guilty in a criminal court. In fact, there were no charges, as we will later uh, read. However, uh, for, fourth, and this is a summary of the facts, so the third fact in this case was that they talk about the student handbook and the employee handbook and stuff like that, so we're not going to you know, read that. So that's what the fourth is in reference to. Uh, Roe never directly told Patterson or anyone at SWBTS of her concerns that Doe was stalking her, nor did Roe make any sexual harassment, sexual assault, or any complaint about Doe prior to August 2015. It is further undisputed that the first time Roe told Patterson and SWBTS that she had been raped by Doe was on August 20th, 2015, the date she made her report to the school months after the sexual assaults allegedly occurred. At that time, Patterson and SWBTS immediately notified law enforcement authorities of Roe's outcry and Roe was interviewed by Fort Worth Police Department. Roe declined to pursue charges against Doe. Wow. And then I'll just read this last one. Finally, it is undisputed that throughout Doe's time at SWBTS, possession of a firearm on campus was prohibited unless such a possession was authorized in advance by Patterson. It is also undisputed, undisputed that Doe violated this policy by possessing firearms. So let's read that, that, that first paragraph there, the fact number four. Um, that's really bad for the, the, the plaintiff's case. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Uh, I think all that's bad for a case, actually. So months after these events allegedly took place, they were reported. Patterson 
notified law enforcement. So she reports it to school, which you, you shouldn't ever do. You report these things to the police first. You don't report them to your school. That doesn't make sense. That's never made sense. And then she doesn't follow or file charges against John Doe. I, I mean, th- this doesn't help her case. Because in large part, as we will, as I believe I state twice in the rest of this, in, in the rest of this article, Paige Patterson is on trial here for not believing hard enough. And she gave him reasons not to believe harder by not filing charges, by not wanting to pursue charges. So that's a key detail here. And we have to keep in mind, 2015 was around the time where a lot of, And I mean a lot of women in college were falsely accusing men of rape. This was going on in 2015. A lot. So we got to keep that in mind. Context. Historical context. Uh, The last, the paragraph in the, this paragraph in, in the judgment is especially damning for the case. As Patterson had no reason to have known any misconduct was going on by John Doe which will severely undermine the negligence case. A very critical footnote, and this is a footnote in the case, specifies that these allegations were reported to Patterson are not in dispute, um, but the allegations themselves the defense does not concede are true. To be clear, the judgment states, it is undisputed that Roe made these assertions and allegations about Doe's purported sexual assaults and other physically violent behavior. Defendants do not concede that Doe engaged in the conduct recounted by Roe. The lawsuit was filed years after the events occurred and apparently months after Doe passed away. So Doe himself could not respond to Roe's allegations or otherwise provide evidence. So that's, you know, legally that's smart uh, for the defense to say, hey, we don't know if these, uh, these allegations are true. We're not conceding that they're true. Because if they can see that they're true, that makes them a little bit more negligent. But it is also apparent in the lawsuit that Paige Patterson was skeptical of Jane Rowe's claims. So this is quite evident in the lawsuit. And guess what? He has a reason. He has reasons to be skeptical. You know, due process is still a standard that Christians should abide by. A... Uh, so this is the first time I say that, you know, Paige Patterson is in part on trial for not believing these allegations strongly enough, despite the accuser not wanting to pursue criminal charges. So now we get into the disputed facts. The disputed facts are the crux of the Rose factual assertions against Patterson and SWBTS in support of her negligence claims are that these defendants knew one that Doe had a firearm on SWBTS campus in violation of the school's policies. Two, that Doe had a violent criminal past, which Paige Patterson purportedly said was not a problem. And three, that SWBTS knew through employee that Doe was stalking Roe as described below. The records developed before the court provides little support for Rose allegations. So the firearm policy was that they were prohibited unless an exception was made. 
There was no evidence that Paige Patterson made an exception for John Doe to have a firearm on campus. So you can kind of see why that disputed fact was, you know, that that's part of the negligence. And you can see if there's no evidence that Paige Patterson made an exception if John Doe is willfully violating a policy. And I'm not sure if it's really established that he had a firearm on campus. Um, then clearly uh, this doesn't help the negligence case. The criminal history of John Doe evidently falls flat in the judgment because there's little evidence that Patterson was involved in the admissions process for Doe. More importantly, the allegation of statements made by Patterson amount to hearsay, which the court rejected. Here's the quote from the lawsuit or from the judgment. Separately, Roe alleges in a de declaration submitted to the court that Doe told her that he had met personally with Patter Dr. Patterson and that Patterson assured him that his criminal past would not preclude him from becoming a Baptist minister. Roe has stated, further stated that Doe told Patterson, uh, Doe, Doe told her that Patterson encouraged him to fish the pool of unmarried female students at SWBTS for a suitable wife. You know, that whole ring by spring stereotype at Liberty University, uh, Paige Patterson was evidently trying to encourage it SWBTS. I don't see what's wrong with that, actually. That's actually based, uh, you know, context removed from who uh, John Doe and Jane Roe are. You know, that's based. Uh, defendants have objected to these statements in Roe's declaration as inadmissible hearsay. The court agrees. All of these allegations are inadmissible hearsay with hearsay that cannot be presented in an admissible form at trial and are therefore not proper summary judgment evidences. So again... This is based off statements that John Doe, Doe told Jane Rowe. And that's a conversation. And John Doe is telling Jane Rowe about a conversation between him and Dr. Patterson. That's hearsay. And the law, the judgment goes into detail on, you know, what types of hearsay would be admissible in court and how this doesn't even come close to that. Lastly, the basis for the knowledge of Rose's well-being was based on a conversation that took place after Patterson knew of and reported the allegations, not before. Uh, the judgment states, Patterson argues that Roe failed to establish any negligence claims claim against him individually because he did not owe Roe any duty because Roe's injury was unforeseeable the court agrees reviewing the evidence of record in the light most favorable to Roe the court concludes that there exists no genuine issue of material fact on essential elements of Roe's negligence and gross negligence claims against Patterson such that a summary judgment is warranted the summary judgment would continue to include SWBTS in the uh, dismissing of the claims. So although the negligence and gross negligence claims were dismissed against Paige Patterson and SWBTS, charges of public releasing of private information and intentional infliction of emotional distress remain. The basis of the latter was Patterson not believing hard enough. 
And Rod Martin tweeted this out, breaking. Uh, he tweeted out this news story. This is the break her down case, which has to do with comments out of context made by Paige Patterson. The court did not see the comment as it was presented. So liberals in the Southern Baptist Convention shafted Paige Patterson over his break her down comment, which Rod Martin correctly points out was not seen by the court the same way it was presented on social media. Martin also believes Patterson will win this will win on the other charges as the Me Too narrative in the SBC rages on. This is the first major defeat in court for SBC feminists. David Sills and Johnny Hunt have each filed defamation suits, which will further uh, litigate this issue in the SBC. But, but the vindication of Paige Patterson is nigh certain in this lawsuit. So there you have it. There's a bit of a rundown on the Christian news of the day. Have a blessed day. Let me know what you think about what I think, and I will catch you on the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.